collectors, I know it is that time for episode 89. And I know that you obviously are an eclector. If you don't know what that means, then we have problems because the eclectic collection is all about collecting eclectors. Say that 10 times fast. Today, episode 89, magical update. I just recently came back to the most magical place on earth. And uh, I just thought I'd tell you what was going on. It's been a while since I've done anything Disney and I wanted to share my thoughts because I think they're worth sharing, especially if you're thinking about going because I think there's only two types of stasis in the world, going to Disney and planning on going to Disney. You're always in one or the other. And if you're not, well, you should really reconsider that. I don't know. I think for me, it's just about going to a place that is so incredibly isolated in the sense of getting rid of the real world. Not that there aren't lines and heat and potential weather and stuff and things that are annoying, but it is very surrounded and secluded and in its own right, the same reason that people pay to go to beaches in Bali or you know be on some secluded place or rent a bungalow or something. It's the same concept. So um, for me, it's, it's the uh, whimsical nature of all things Adventureland and, and Tomorrowland and whatnot. Um, and uh, just being able to not see normal reality for a while. I rather enjoy it. Um, so, you know, ever since the vid, things have been a little different and the parks actually shut down and then they came back and, you know, then it was like this trickle effect and they changed so many rules and whatnot. Bob Chapek has since been um, asked to step down. Um, Bob Iger comes out of retirement now. He's back as CEO, at least for a two-year period till they can find somebody else. The whole company is on its ear. And I'm not here to get into like stocks and dividends and all that, although they are still paying their dividends and it's a good company if you do do that um, from a financial standpoint. But they took a hit on Disney Plus because everybody kind of signed up for it when they were home and nothing better to do than and watch TV, and now uh, the parks took a major sur- resurgence um, of interest, and that's kind of what's carrying the company, at least so say people in quarter three reports, whatever that means. But um, it is on a bit of a roller coaster, pardon the pun, because there's a lot of very upset people that are going to Disney, and the trustees are upset. So they called Iger back, got rid of Chapek, and like, look, fix this, because some of the magic was, was waning. And some of the things that they did, or that he did, um, were just not cool. So now there have been some refurbishments, some new things did open, some promises are coming back, some perks are coming back. So here's what's what's new, or fixed, or reversed, or implemented. Um, the last, if you listen to uh, Inexpensive Disney, which was an older uh, podcast that you could totally go back and listen to, um, at that time they had taken away pretty much everything, and I wish... Uh, doing an inexpensive Disney run to try and tell people how to go. It is pricey. I'm not going to tell you it's not. However, if you are a AAA member, if you're a military member, first things first, you know, there's, I always look at stuff from event planning kind of world that I'm in and, you know, and teach your thoughts. And it's like, you got your hardware and your software, right? So what do you need to do? You need transport to get there. How are you doing that? I always drive. Um, You know, I'm in Philly area. Obviously it's in Florida. It's 15 hours door to door. Um, if you do want to fly, not a problem. I drive because I bring all my stuff with me and, you know, that way I have my car and I don't have to rent one. Um, I do think at this point it makes more sense to rent and pay to park unless you're a past member. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, if you are going to fly the bus transportation, you can spend way too much time wasting there. So to maximize your time, I would either drive or get a car if you do fly. But if you are going to fly, um, a lot of, uh, really good airlines, 
that people don't think about too often, like Spirit. Um, my friends went down for like $39. That's nothing. Um, there's another one called uh, Avila. It's a newer uh, airline. At least I think there's only like one plane and one hangar out of Wilmington, Delaware. That's very close to where we live. And that was like $39. So there's there's some really good flights and quick catches. You can get Frontier is another one that's often overlooked. I know that they like Southwest, but um, I just if you're spending three digits to go to Orlando from, from the Philly area, you're spending too much because um, there are options out there. So that's the first thing is getting there. Um, the second thing, of course, where you're going to stay. I never, ever stay on property. I don't recommend it. You can. Sure, it's thematic and cool and awesome, but again, you're at the mercy of the transportation system and you're spending ridiculous amounts of money. Now, they have dropped a tad. So when we last talked, it was probably $700 for the deluxe resorts per night, which is insanity, and about two to $300 on the moderate resorts per night. And you might catch like in a, say, an Art of Animation or a All Sports, uh, you know, the Disney, um, uh, like... Uh, the what's that place called the uh, 50s 60s and 70s where they talk about the uh the different pop culture sorry i had to think about that they're always like maybe 120 to 150 a night they do have deals they didn't at the time the deals are back they are bringing back more perks that they took away so now parking if you are staying at a resort and you bring a car parking is now again free it always was, and then thank you, Chapek. So that stopped, and now if you are staying on property with a car, you do not have to pay for that car, which I think is just fair. The bright line is kind of still a fight that they're talking about. It's not in place, but the Mears buses are now taking people to and from, and you have to pay for it, the Orlando airport to the resorts. There used to be a free Disney shuttle. It's gone. That is not coming back. They were trying to make a deal with Brightline train system. I believe they're going to go through Orlando, but I just don't know if they're going to stop at Disney. There was a whole big political thing with that. Um, and, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but bottom line is Universal Studios is opening a new park next summer when they are on schedule. And they persuaded and chipped in to get the Brightline train to go downtown, skip Disney and go through Universal. Brilliant move on their part, because as they were busy eating Disney scraps for years, now they're head-to-head, -head and so many people are utilizing Universal as a park to contend with, and there'll be yet another park soon. So uh, that, that'll be something that we can talk about later. Um, so parking is back and free uh, if you're staying at the resort. They are lightening up a little bit, so those $700 tags might be $550, those 350 450 tags are now maybe 250 350 and those 189 200 150 tags are maybe 125 150 so everything slid back a little not much but they are creating deals the longer you stay the cheaper it is tickets they even disney themselves ran a deal for 99 dollars a day per per park if you did a four park ticket that is not a hopper or anything special um, just one park per day. I got news for you. You can do one park per day and there's no reason why you can't or do you know same park all four days. I don't care whatever you want to do, whatever combination thereof. But um, there are four Disney parks and then of course there's water parks and all the different places to visit and Disney Springs. But that was a good deal for them because they were going, if you went right to the ticket center, it would be like 120 on a later day versus 135 or 145 
on, say, a summer peak day or 4th of July, it might even be 189 for the day. So um, they kind of get you on a little bit of gouge pricing when it's seasonal. And, of course, it's summer, so everybody's there. The other thing that was happening were the perks. Uh, they did bring back some. So now if you're on a resort, and only if you're in a resort, any resort, it used to just be a la de deluxe resort. If you're at any resort now, you're entitled to a half an hour early in the parks in the morning, regardless where you're staying. And in many cases, they have extra perks for the la de resorts, but everybody is entitled now to the early half hour. And now there are magic hours in the evening, especially because it's summer. Generally, what they're doing is closing Magic Kingdom at 10, and then they're leaving it open till 12 for people that are resort guests. Um, and it's always a mass exodus anyway after uh, you go for um, fireworks. So you might as well just stay in the park. People who aren't resort guests at that point can no longer ride the rides, but they can certainly meander their way out of the park and go purchase things, um, get, you know, Casey's nuggets or whatever they want to do. The Epcot has been doing the same, not every night, but often. Animal Kingdom can never do that. They close at 7 because the animals have to go to sleep and they get fed and they're on a schedule. So Animal Kingdom is rarely open late. 7 is usually pretty late. It's usually 5 in the winter. And then typically it's 9 o'clock for Universal Studios unless it's a specialty night. They have now brought back the Mickey's Boo to You and Not So Scary Halloween Party, the Christmas stuff, the way it was. The ticket prices have increased, but again, they backed down a little. So where they were going upwards of 145, 155 a ticket for like a 6 p.m. till say midnight event, now they're yeah, maybe like 120, 130. So they, you know, again, it's up, but it's down from what it was up. So it's like foot in the door, door in the face. Um, Genie Plus has changed yet again. Now this is where you kind of took a little kick in the teeth. Genie Plus was a flat fee every day, $15 per person if you wanted to get into what they now call the lightning lane to sort of skip the lane. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. I think it's a massive waste of money, especially if you're at Epcot or Animal Kingdom. There's no reason to buy that. Don't buy into the hype. Granted, if it's like Christmas Day or spring break, yes, you know, you're probably going to never get on anything and wait all day. However, now what they've done is up the charge. So it's per day, per park, per person, and they can decide it. So what was $15 flat fee every park, every day, every person, if you want to do that, is now $35 on some days at some parks, $25 on other days at other parks, might be $15 on other days. So Animal Kingdom has less stuff and is always cheaper. Um, Hollywood Studios, you have your, your heavy hitters, and of course Magic Kingdom has the most amount of rides at 26 so they are always going to be the most expensive choice. So you're purchasing a park ticket and now you would buy a lightning lane. Now the fraud with the lightning lane is it's it's like a disasterized pa uh, fast pass system. It does not guarantee that if you purchase that, that you're going to get on anything. You might only get one or two rides that are extra or quick because you purchase that lightning lane, especially if it's super crowded. Um, and really all it's doing is serving to make other people angry because if you just get in a standby lane, uh, those people are starting to say, okay, hello, are you going to take us ever? Because they're focusing on the lightning lane because they were purchased. So that's kind of, in my opinion, an implosion waiting to happen. I just don't know at what point they're finally going to revolt with pitchforks. But um, that's definitely not a great scenario. I would not do that if you can avoid it. Um, revenge travel has 
started to calm down. The 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom is officially over, even though they celebrated it for 18 months. Epcot's 40th, wow, did we even have one? It kind of was like a blink. Um, they had a couple t-shirts, yay, hooray, but it wasn't anywhere near the Imagineering of Mickey at uh, Disney World in Magic Kingdom. But the revenge travel that people were taking because they couldn't go on their trips has started to calm down. And although I would not call the parks empty, I would say that it was much less crazy this year in June. I usually go around the same time uh, every year than it was um, in previous years. And it's starting to, to be not so bananas. They are celebrating 100 years of Disney, as in the Walt Disney Company, this year. So there's little hundreds up everywhere. They took the 50th plate off of the castle, and uh, that has been a switch. Um, the after hours that are happening are limited, but they do they did bring them back. And, uh, you know, you basically started to see other people utilizing, I'll say, other means of things at Disney. People discovering that, oh, hey, you know, you could go to Disney Springs. There's really great restaurants over there if you couldn't get the registration or couldn't get a uh, uh, open table uh, reservation or, you know, if something wasn't uh, such and such a cart or if you wanted to get this specific thing. Of course, there's always like Dole Whip and Quick Service, but if you're going to go and experience it, there's other stuff out there. You can go to the Tricircle Ranch and, you know, take a, a horseback uh, ride or a horse and carriage ride or little kids can go and do a pony ride. There's outdoor movies. Some of the stuff is very free. They have s'mores and things outside. Uh, you could go to a little mini golf course um, and there's three or four of them that are very thematic. Uh, they're not so bad or like priced pretty uh, effectively. I also think Sangria University is a, a, a hidden gem. It's only $25. And if you're not of age, you can still experience it with juices. And it's only like 15 um, at the, um, it's beyond, it's a 12 Bridges bar, which is beautiful and located all the way around. It's quite the walk in beyond the Grand Destino Tower in, um, in the resorts. And it is really cool. Um, you get to learn about sangrias and how to make sangrias. And again, you could use the non-alcoholic version to do mocktails and you can actually make them. They give you like a, a little light, uh, kind of like a tapas lunch. And it was, it was very neat. Um, I could also say that there are just really cool uh, views there. And it's Grand Destino Tower is just uh, really adorable. And it's at Coronado Springs. So it's kind of off the beaten path, but very inexpensive thing to do for Disney. So there's a lot of other experiences that you can have. Um, if you do want to spend a little bit more money, but again, have a unique experience and it's not crazy through the roof, um, I think it's like 100 bucks. is the Keys to the Kingdom tour. So you do have to have a ticket, but it's six hours inside Magic Kingdom and they take you in the Utilidors underneath, undergrounds, and like all the way around the park, which is cool. And they do give you a lunch with that as well. And another thing that you could do that's unique that I haven't done yet and I really want to, aside from make my own lightsaber, my only upset point is that it doesn't actually you know, cut things. So I'm sad about that. But, um, oh well, I guess that's why they call it fantasy. Uh, there is a um, fireworks boat ride that you can take. And it's like a private party thing. You can, I think you can bring six to eight people and it's like a flat fee and you get like a two or three hour little cruise throughout the lagoons. And you don't have to be in a park. You could just go to one of the resorts like the boardwalk or the yacht club, rent one of the boats, like a pontoon boat, and you can see it. Of course, it's weather pending, but that's kind of cool. And uh, I love Coke, of course. So Coca-Cola um, in Disney Springs. And of course, in Epcot, there's Club Cool. You could try all the different ones. And there's a three-story Coke bar <laughs> up top in Disney Springs that you can merch is on the first level. You can meet the Cokey Bear. 
And then on the top level is this actual Coca-Cola bar, and it's got all of the countries, not just what you see in Club Cool. So that's a pretty, I think that's $15 for that experience. And, um, you know, they have that, uh, there's a weather balloon that you could take. It's very, very weather pending. That's only like a $20 thing. So there's a lot of options that are, that are affordable that are still all things Disney and yet not necessarily tied to a park day. And honestly, I think that the uh, water parks are pretty um, reasonable as well. I think if you bought it straight from the gate, it's like $65. Again, if you're military personnel, you are entitled to a very good deal. Uh, they're much less expensive. I believe they're allowed six tickets a year. Um, they can you know, see their uh, base and, and what's going on there. And whoever their superior officer is will know something about that. And I know that they are entitled to one day a year at SeaWorld as well as Universal. They get a discount. Um, if you're not military or spouse to military, then uh, AAA is the way to go. Um, so I, I'm a AAA member. They often run deals. Again, the longer you go, the cheaper it is. Disney wants you there on property as long. If you're going one or two days and that's all you can do, you're probably paying full price. But that's just kind of how that goes. If you do a four or five or six day, that's when you start to see a bit of a price break. Again, I don't stay on property, but you certainly can if you want to do the whole nine yards. I just think your money is way better spent on things that you want to buy and, and purchase and eat and whatever. I would rather have the experience and have a nice meal than ever purchase, you know, a plush toy a hoodie or stay in basically a place with two bedrooms and a small cube fridge when I can get an entire condo with 10, 12, 15 people in it for less than half the price of one night, which is scary. And I was a mile away. So there's that. Um, the other thing that they did, they're going to bring back, it hasn't been brought back yet, but they're going to bring back the dining plan. Again, I never participated in that. I would just do the 60 days ahead of time reservations and you know, utilize all those places. You're allowed on property if you have a reservation in the other um, resorts. So uh, if you want to go and do that, it's not a bad idea. Um, and then you just show them your license and you go right in and you can go um, utilize some of the cool restaurants that you might not otherwise experience if you're not staying there. Um, they are going to bring back the dining plan. I think you really have to be good eaters and be smart to utilize all that's on the dining plan because I think it's overpriced on purpose. The house always wins. But again, they're bringing it back. A lot of people were upset by that. It is coming back. Um, and then after January, thank God, in January of 24, they no longer are requiring any kind of reservation for you to go to the parks. Yay! So it was uh, really annoying for the longest time. You just buy a ticket and you show up when you wanted to. No, then after everything got crazy, you had to declare what day you were going and then double check what day and was there enough availability? Was the park green? Was it yellow? Was it red? Kind of a stoplight situation. And this, I have to say this year, although they're not, re they're still requiring it, it is green. Everything has been green. They've opened up capacity exceedingly well and I don't think there are quite a hundred I happen to know it's 125,000 people that can legally if you will be in Magic Kingdom um, the size of the park has everything to do with it Epcot's exponentially bigger so you can have more people but it's never going to be the draw that Magic Kingdom is I can tell you that it is going to be no more that you have to reserve after January a um, couple of things got refurbished and got put in Tron Light Cycle Run is there now in Magic Kingdom. So that's become the new hot ticket. It is still a virtual queue, um, but that's new. So that's something cool that got, you know, appeared in Tomorrowland. And boy, did they need a little a little boost there. Um, in uh, Epcot, the 
Guardians of the Galaxy ride is new. That came out about a year ago, but it's now on a virtual uh, queue system still. But I think that's going to wane back into normal um, regular lightning lane and, and standby eventually and probably sooner than later. So that's new. Uh, Moana's water walkthrough extravaganza uh, is coming up soon. I'm not calling it that. That's just me paraphrasing. But that'll hopefully open up soon. They didn't give a date, but that's uh, sooner than later. And a lot of what we call Walcott is starting to come down. So you're getting some of those uh, construction things finished. Some projects were put on the back burner. They haven't touched the big golf ball, if you will. So when you're going to uh, the uh, journey through the uh, earth with Dame Judy Dench, that's still the way it is. They were going to update the ball. They did not. So it's okay. Um, and they were going to put a Mary Poppins ride in. It's, it's permanent suspension. They didn't say yes or no anymore. They're just not saying anything. So they're not happening at the moment. But... Um, at least they're moving forward with Moana. They took down Splash Mountain to repurpose it as Tiana's uh, Bayou Adventure or something to that effect. So they're just retheming it, but it's still going to be the same idea of part dark ride and then part like roller coaster splash, if you will, log flume. So, uh, it, but that'll probably be down for a while to uh, both renovate, refurbish, and, and retheme. Um, they did retheme and uh, I'm sorry, not retheme. They refurbished the rock and roller coaster, so that's back up to speed. And the Tower of Terror, I am proud to report, uh, despite my buddy almost having a heart attack on it, um, which is always fun to watch. I love it. I love that feeling of a stomach drop. I don't know, it's just me. And uh, they now have both towers back open. They've renovated and they re randomized the entire sequence. So it's not just the drops now that are like, oh, you don't know when you're going to drop. Now, when they shoot you back up, it's not subtle. Now you might go, you know, in a quicker way, or they might take you up, drop you, take you up, like immediately. So it's all randomized, and they've done it in such a computer, uh, computerized way that I want to say there's uh, like 80 something was the number I heard combinations of possibilities that you could get um, in terms of different rides. So it's still the same ride, but they're both functional now. So it's a, a lot less wait time because you have both of the elevators loading always instead of just the one side and um you do still get that great view of the park when they open it up and everybody screams so that's what's going on there um so again taking away reservations bringing back the uh dining plan if you're into it and hopefully getting a little more normal and back to good old disney life i'm hoping prices will come down but i seriously doubt it because once things go up they never tend to come down except for the tower of terror but um that's uh, kind of what's going on there now. I would say that, you know, I always have a good time. I can't complain, and it is the most magical place on earth, so I do enjoy it, but it is hot. Uh, weather is crazy. This year, I had two pretty soggy days. Um, it was it was definitely sog caught the one day that we were there. Um, but, you know, people put your ponchos on and keep going. It did shut down fireworks. You know, you, you can't be upset about what happens, and, you know, of course, it's a bummer, but didn't get to see... Uh, they finally brought back Fantasmic. The one night I was in the park, it was a great day. And then uh, at Hollywood, oh, Shazam. No, sorry, no show tonight because it was completely raining. So that'll happen. Um, you know, it's just Florida weather. It is hurricane season down there, unpredictable. It usually rains like once a day and then kind of gets over itself. And it lightens up the weather, but very hot, uh, very crowded. And, um, you know, a lot of people, but uh, not as many as it was. And I'm thinking it'll start to calm down a little bit. Maybe people will start going back to cruising or start going back to other countries or maybe like taking uh, little vacations to Mexico, Bahamas, et cetera, and kind of getting out of the country because there were so many restrictions for such a long time for health reasons. And now we're seeing all that sort of dissipate and lighten up beyond or get back to normal. So 
Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but hopefully Disney will make its uh, people and board members, cast members, and uh, Disney park goers uh, happy at some point. Eh, so I just kind of wanted to tell you what's going on, and that was my experience this time. And I don't ever regret going. I rather enjoy it. And uh, there's a lot of things around it. And I always find a new thing, a new detail, and other stuff, too, that are all things not Disney. Don't forget, down there you got SeaWorld, you got Universal. If you don't want to do the theme park thing or the water park thing, you've got Cape Canaveral. If you want to go see the Kennedy Space Center, there's Icon Park. Uh, tons of experiences. You could drive a, a tank. We found that out this time. Um, you could drive a tank. You can um, fire a machine gun. You can go uh, all sorts of uh, experiences with cars. You could be either a passenger or a driver in like a crazy fast car. And like a, it used to be the Richard Petty experience, but now it's, you know, just an indie experience. Daytona is right there. So Tampa's got the Legoland, um, three the Legos. So there's a lot of things that you can do and experience. I mean, go buy oranges at Orange World or just go to the beach. Lots of places and, and experiences and things to do. And I do I do feel that um, that area is always, oh, Disney, you know, people gravitate to that. But there are so many other things there. There's even like a, a medieval times down there if you want to kind of have the turkey leg experience, you know. And um, many other things that you can uh, experience. So just don't uh, uh, box out the opportunities and possibilities that could also be there. If you liked what you heard today, check out eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or follow us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tadaglia. Thanks for listening.